You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In DFS and Betting Podcast. Always a bittersweet time for me when football starts. Uh, You know, the Hall of Fame game, August. It's kind of like the Sunday night of the summer. Um, You know, absolutely stoked that football's back, that we're going to get back into NFL DFS you know, gets me through those first three or four months of the school year. But it also does remind me that the school year is approaching, excited as ever. But at the same time, it means, you know, hanging out with the kids and golfing, uh, being my only two responsibilities for two and a half months is coming to a close. But you have to take the good with the bad. And this podcast is going to be geared towards a few tips to get you on your way to creating good preseason showdown lineups. Um, probably the best way would be to subscribe to Fantasy Points, and you will see my in-depth breakdown on the entire game and every primetime preseason showdown slate. Uh, I have been combing through press conferences of Mike McCarthy and Mike Tomlin. I have been scouring beat reports, newspaper articles, training camp videos. I even took a screenshot and blew up, enlarged a video to see exactly who the quarterback was that threw a touchdown pass to a certain receiver at Cowboys camp just to kind of get an idea of who was playing with that certain quarterback uh, on a certain day in camp, you know, psycho stuff like that, like absolutely psychotic behavior. Uh, But anyway, let's talk about a few tips to get your lineups started in the right direction. Uh, I am not going to go in depth on the players that I think will play the most or, you know, the pairings of quarterbacks and wide receiver rotations, running backs, things like that. If you want to see my in-depth breakdown of that for preseason showdown, that will be on Fantasy Points. If you want to see it for the large traditional slates, those will be on 444.com. And I feel like it is it would be disingenuous of me uh, to give away that information that other people pay a premium for on those websites. So this will just be a very quick strategy podcast. Okay, so the first thing is uh, to not worry about ownership. So what we're trying to do is just identify who's going to be on the field the most, who is looking the best in camp, you know, a combination of those two things, get those guys into your lineups. Um, There's going to be enough bad lineups with players who are hurt and not playing in the game or starters, things like that. I will say that um, the industry as a whole on DraftKings has gotten a bit sharper. Like five years ago, four years ago, playing preseason DFS was just the absolute, you know, best contest. 80% of the lineups had starters in and no one really did much research. So if you put the time in, but now that the content is out there, that people, uh, you know, with anything, as a game is out there over the course of five years, people get better at it. 
So uh, there will be a higher concentration of good plays in lineups uh, for these preseason showdown slates. But, you know, if they say quarterback so-and-so is going to is going to play two and a half quarters, you know, don't overthink it. He should be in most of your lineups um, because he's going to have the opportunity to score. It's very dissimilar to the regular season where, you know, there aren't guys rotating in a ton, um, you know, Pretty much we know who's going to be on the field. Um, it's not There's not line changes where one guy's playing a quarter, the next guy's playing the second quarter, the next quarterback's playing two quarters. It's not like that at all, right? We know who's going to be on the field, and it's basically um, how are they going to perform. When it's preseason, it is like 80% snaps. Who's going to be on the field the most? Who's going to have the most opportunities to score? Don't make it too complicated. The second thing is correlation. Um, There is certain parts that we can ignore, but there are certain parts that we kind of want to try to pin down if we can. Uh, This will tie into my next point, but don't worry about rostering players versus defense. Don't worry about rostering too many wide receivers from the same team as long as you think that they are not going to be on the field at the same time, right? Like at a certain point, you know, piling up players from one team uh, becomes negatively correlated because they all can't score uh, being that they are on the same team, right? A, a touchdown from a running back takes away an opportunity from uh, the quarterback and his wide receiver hookup. Uh, you know, you would never put four wide receivers on the same team in a regular season showdown slate. The thing with preseason is, you know, those guys might not even be playing together. They might not eat into each other's workload if one guy is playing the second half, the other guy is playing in the first half. Uh, so those type of things, don't worry about the negative correlation too much. The thing that you do want to pin down with correlation is which quarterbacks will be playing with which skill players. So, and this is sometimes hard because, uh, you know, the skill players are rotated in. A guy that gets in in the first or second quarter may still get in for snaps in the third and the fourth quarter. So it's not always cut and dry, but you can definitely be cognizant of, you know, So the QB2 who is starting the game will probably play with any first-string receivers or running backs that are getting in the game and any uh, second-unit running backs that are getting in the game, right? The quarterback that ends the game, which will probably be like half of the third, the fourth quarter in most instances, they're probably going to be playing with the third, fourth, fifth-unit guys. So just keep that in mind when you're making your rosters. If you're rostering the quarterback that is starting the game, try to get the second unit wide receivers and running backs on those same teams. And you could still roster running uh, running backs and wide receivers from the fourth or fifth unit, but I would still try to pair uh, at least one or two spots up with guys that you think he will be throwing to. The next point is to make sure that you have plenty of defense and special teams built into your rosters. Whether you're using a lineup generator or whether you're building by hand, you know, the defense can accrue points throughout the entire game. And it's the, they're the, pretty much the only player that can do that, right? Most players are only playing a quarter or two. Defense is on the field all the time. Special teams is on the field for every possession, obviously because the defense and special team spot accounts for any player that is playing defense and special teams and accruing points for a defense and a special teams. And because these preseason games are often, you know, bad football, 
uh, very low scoring, especially the Hall of Fame game, right? There's the, the third and fourth stringers and fifth stringers will be in before you know it. Uh, the over-under on the game this week, the Cowboys and Steelers is 32 right now on DraftKings as I'm recording this. So you know that they're not expecting a ton of points. And right off the bat, that puts the defense at a pretty solid floor. Uh, but also, you know, there's going to be sacks, there's going to be interceptions, there's going to be mistakes. Probably on the defensive side too, right? The offense might get behind them for a touchdown or whatever. However, the issue comes in in the rotations, right? In a, on a regular season showdown slate, when A.J. Brown or DeAndre Hopkins or Derrick Henry or whoever is playing an entire game, four quarters, they're obviously going to outscore the defense. However, on these preseason showdown slates, all these players, every single player that gets in the game is probably going to play at most two quarters, probably less. So when you stack up fantasy points scored in one quarter by a receiver against fantasy points scored throughout the whole game by a defense and a special teams, then things start to even out and even shift into the defense's favor. So get them in your lineups. Don't even don't be afraid to even put a defense in your captain spot. If it's like a super low scoring game and they score a defensive touchdown, there's a really good shot that they end up as the optimal captain, right? So make sure those defenses are in there. Rotate them in. Put them in your captain. Put two in lineups. That's fine because them being uh, fantasy point scorers for four quarters levels the playing field with the skilled players in the defensive and special teams. And that even goes for kickers and showdown slates. Um, the, you have to be very weary of kickers, though. Here's the thing, like especially for this week, and this is one of the things I will tell you, Greg Zerline's probably not going to play in the Hall of Fame game, and the only person that the Cowboys have is a punter who is going to uh, be kicking off and kicking field goals. You know, the Cowboys might use this Hall of Fame game to work on two-point conversions solely because they don't really have a true field goal kicker on the roster. Uh, the Steelers have Chris Boswell and Sam Sloman, who will both be kicking. Don't really know how that's going to be split up at, as well. But, you know, things screwy things happen in the preseason. They might say they don't even want to see uh, extra points in the Hall of Fame game, and everybody goes for two, or, you know, weird things have happened. So uh, it's, But if there's ever one kicker, you know, they're absolutely in play. But because the Cowboys don't have any and the Steelers have two, it's a little bit ambiguous. But if there's ever one uh, field goal kicker on a team, you can uh, confidently put them in some rosters as well. And the last tip is to be mindful of how different positions score points in slugfests, right? And what I mean by slugfest is these preseason games that end up as, you know, 16-10, they end up as 17-9, just like not great games, um, not really high scoring games. Who scores the most points in those games? Well, it's anybody that scores a touchdown and it's anybody that catches passes. For instance, if a quarterback plays one quarter and they have a really good quarter, they throw for 80 yards and a touchdown. Well, that's like 7.25 DraftKings points. On the opposite end of that is the receiver who caught that, let's say, 30-yard touchdown. Well, that's already 10 points for that receiver, and they'll be in the captain spot. So when, when we see quarterbacks land in the optimal captain spot in the regular season, it's obviously when they play the whole game and they spread the ball out, right? Four different receivers catch a touchdown, and the quarterback has 300 yards, 
and three touchdowns or four touchdowns. And the wide receivers don't hit the optimal captain because they all are like five for 50 and a touchdown, right? So it limits their upside because he spread the ball out. Well, it's really hard for a quarterback to spread the ball out in a preseason game when he's only playing one quarter. So usually if a quarterback is going to throw a touchdown in a preseason game in the one quarter that he played, the wide receiver that catches it is most likely going to outscore him. So the only way I would put a quarterback in the captain spot is if he's playing a good amount of time, right? Playing the whole game, then absolutely put him in your captain spot. Uh, Playing three quarters, you know, sometimes you'll get, uh, you know, in the last week or even in this first week, you'll hear there's only there's one quarterback's hurt. They're not playing the starter. So-and-so is playing the entire game or so-and-so is playing all but the first series. Absolutely. That quarterback then deserves captain consideration. However, you know, in these games where the rotations are very, very short and split up evenly, like I think this Hall of Fame game will be, you know, between Gilbert, Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci on one side and then Rudolph Haskins and Josh Dobbs on the other side, it's going to be tough for them to land in the optimal captain spot because they don't even have the opportunity to spread the ball around, right? If they throw a touchdown, whoever catches that touchdown is probably going to outscore them. The only caveat to that is, I guess there's two caveats. Obviously, if they're playing an extended amount of time and they're going to have two or three quarters to spread the ball around, like I just mentioned, or if they are a running quarterback and they can, you know, rack up some fantasy points with their legs and there is no receiver or running back to benefit from that, then they could potentially land in the optimal captain as well. The last thing I will say, and this is for the sports betting folk, the Steelers' second unit defense, which will probably be on the field a ton, their third unit defense, and also Dwayne Haskins and, and Josh Dobbs, I think are a much better unit than Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, and the Cowboys' second, third, fourth unit defense. And the Steelers are only one-point favorites in Canton. I think that's a very nice line. I will be on it. Uh, tell me if you like. Please don't come at me if it loses its preseason, crazy shit happens. But I really think that the Steelers have the upper hand. The Steelers' second, third, fourth units have the upper hand on the Cowboys' second, third, and fourth units in Canton, and they are only a one-point favorite. You could even take the money line as well. It's probably not too juiced with the the line being only minus one. Okay, that will do it. Head over to Fantasy Points for my preseason showdown content. Head over to 4 for 4 for my traditional DFS slate preseason content. Good luck in all of your Thursday night preseason showdown slates, Hall of Fame game, Cowboys, Steelers, football is back.